Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of this first book of Kings, Melachim Aleph. We are in the middle of Perak Zion, that is chapter 7. <coughs> we are about to read verse 23. Um, and the first half <coughs> of chapter 7, we read of the building of Shlomo, of King Solomon's palace, and his grand uh, building called the building of the Lebanon forest, the Ya'ar Halavanon. And we also learned of the building of these two grand columns of bronze called the Yachin Uboaz. Those two columns were made by the great craftsman Hiram. And we are going to continue learning <coughs> more of the craftsmanship of Hiram as we study the second half of the chapter. We continue learning of many more of the uh, vessels uh, uh, that were made for the Beit HaMikdash, for the temple. Interestingly, it's important to note that these things that we are focusing on, on in terms of their how they are made and their measurements and so on, we're focusing mostly on the instruments which were not already made in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, presumably because those have already been described in the Torah. <coughs> And those have were taken from wherever they were and brought into the new Beit HaMikdash, into the new temple, as they already were built. So therefore, we are spending time describing the new things that Shlomo had placed in the new Beit HaMikdash, including, as we saw in the last chapter, the new Kiruvim, the new cherubs. Um, and, um, and we just learned about these new pillars, Yachinu Boaz. And now we are about to study in verse 23 about this new Yam, which is known as the Yam Shel Shlomo, <coughs> the Sea of Shlomo. <coughs> but over here, Yam doesn't necessarily mean sea. It would mean a reservoir, a large reservoir of water. Vayases Hayam Mutsakhi, meaning Hiram, made a giant reservoir of water that was out of metal, uh, cast metal, Eser Boama, it was uh, 10 amot in diameter, Misfato Ad Sifato, Agol Saviv, it was round around the top, the Chamesh Boama, Komoso, and its height was 5 amot, 5 cubits. So this was quite a large basin full of water, the Kav Boama, and its circumference was 30 amot, which is about three times the diameter, which is roughly correct uh, using pi as um, the uh, way to calculate. The, but it's not exactly pi, but it's it's close enough. It's about three times the circumference, and the 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 um, verse is clearly here not being exact with these measurements. Just so so saviv were surrounding around you know, was the circumference. Remember, I'm not going to go too much into the detail of these measurements and exactly how it looked. Even with the descriptions that we're reading, are very difficult. To really comprehend without having any eyewitness description of what they looked like, and, no, and obviously no photos or drawings of it. So there were there were um, uh, designs uh, similar to to some sort of uh, uh, gourd or uh, uh, you know uh, uh, um, uh, pumpkin or so, some sort. Uh, uh, underneath its edge, going around and around, so they went around uh, ten each, ten such designs per cubit, going all the way around, which was remember as we said, approximately thirty cubits. They were surrounding around the edge. There were two rows of these decorations. 
going around the top. Omed al Asar, and it was standing upon, upon it was resting upon this giant reservoir of water. Was resting al Asar Bakar on twelve statues of cattle. Shlosha ponim tzafona, three facing northward. Shlosha ponim yama, three facing westward. Shlosha ponim negva, three facing south. Shlosha ponim mizracha, three facing the east. And the um, sea was being carried on their backs, and all of their the the hind parts of the of these cattle. At this verse, it doesn't say what they were made of. Um, were facing inward, so the faces of these cattle were facing of these oxen were facing outward. Um, the image of the oxen, it's important until now to remember, there were several images. So far, the only images of living beings that we discussed so far were that of the cherubs, the kruvim, and now of the bakar, of the oxen. Uh, and I'm going to get to these images of animals and discuss them in more detail shortly. The avyo tefach, the thickness of the metal of this uh, of this was uh, uh, of of this yam of this um, what is it called this reservoir was a tefach which is approximately four inches thick usvatokim and its edge was like that of a um, like the petals of a flower like the edge of a cup decorated with the petals of a flower alpayim bat and it held two thousand uh, bat which is a liquid measurement of water that it could hold exactly how big that is is not completely clear and then he made stands for the kiorot remember the kior is was an instrument which was had was contained in the tabernacle in the mishkan to use for the kohanim for the priests to wash their hands and there was a kior here there's going to be 10 kiorot presumably it's a bigger building there's more going on in there there's more priests and more sacrifices more service happening and, Sh- and Shlomo decided that there should be ten kiorot, and the kiorot were placed on on th- stands on mechonot that were stands for the the wash basins. Our Baba Amma, they were four amot. Orech um, hamechonot uh, was its was its um, length. We are Baba Amma and four amos wide. V'shalosh Baba Komasa and three amot and three cubits tall. And how were they built? Lahem, they had um, uh, like um, uh, an in, uh, they were set in and they were insets within the the um, the sets or the frames. And on those insets within the frames were these following images: were arayot Now we have images of lions, of oxen, and of cherubs of kiruvim. These are three animals, uh, which uh, I'm going to speak about in a minute, what the, the significance of these are. V'yala shlabim ken mimal, and above these, um, uh, above these frames was mitachat la'arayotul bakar, and underneath, uh, from above the, those frames, and also beneath them, where the, uh, beneath where the uh, lions and oxen images were, lo yot ma'asei morod, were were spiraling um, uh, uh, designs of metal, like a twi- uh, twisted spiraling designs of chains of metal. The arba ofanei and then there were four uh, bronze wheels la mechonoha achat, and it's un- it's unclear if these were wheels that actually turned or were these wheels that were decorative. 
uh, it sounds like they were decorative, like everything else here being described. Um, uh, on each one of the stands, Visarne Nechoshet, and it had brand, bronze um, axles uh, hol holding the wheels, Arba Pamotav, and its four legs, Ksefotlam, had these like shoulders over them, Mitachat Lakiyar, Haksevot Yitzukot, Me'ever Ish Loyot. Each um, one of these um, shoulders, or sometimes translated as brackets, were underneath, and they each one had these um, spirals uh, of metal that we described before. Again, it's hard to imagine what exactly these look like, and I'm not going to spend too much time discussing that. Ufiyumi beit lakuteret vamala ba'ama. The top of the of this of this vamala ba'ama the ufiyah agol ma'asekain. I'm going to translate this uh, the, the its funnel within the crown rose a ama above it and this funnel was round similar like a stand which was a cubit and a half in diameter I'm, I know I'm translating this and again in a verbal uh, podcast it's extremely difficult to describe on the funnel there were two carvings but the insets were square not round they were square not round the Arbato Ofanim, and again these wheels, these four wheels, Limitachat La Miskirot, were beneath those insects that we mentioned before, Vidoto Ofanim Bamachona, and the um the uh, the Idota Ofanim, which are the axles of the wheels, were fixed in the stand. The Komato Ofanach on each wheel was Ama Vachatiyama in diameter, it was one and a half amot in diameter, it was the diameter of the wheel. Umaaseha ofanim, and these these the way these wheels were made was kimaseo fan hamerkavo, similar to the wheel of a chariot. Chariot yidotam vigabehem vechishukehem vechishurehem hakol mutzak. Their axles, their rims, their spokes, um, and their hubs were all made of cast metal. Uh, this we're now at verse thirty-four. I'm kind of going through this quickly again. There isn't. Uh, but I, I am going to concentrate in a minute on some of these images, these Ofanim and Arayot and Kiruvim and Shorot, and Shorot, the oxen. Four brackets, brackets ran to the four corners of the stands of, of each one of these labor stands, and the brackets were of one piece with the stand. Um, and at the top of this mechona of the stand was um, was uh, 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 was something half an ama high koma agol which was a round uh, a band v'alrosha mechona yidosel misgrosel mimena, and it, together its sides and its insets were also one piece um, out of this of the mechona of the stand itself, so they came out of it itself. Vayifatach et haluchot yidoteha. And um, he uh, engraved on the sides, uh, on the surface of the stand, the al miskroseha, and on the insets, kiruvim, again, these same images, cherubs, arayot, lions, but over here, vitimorot, and palm trees, kimar ish viloyot saviv, with a, um, 
uh, as the clear space on each one allowed with spirals going round and around. Kazot asai This is how he made the ten stands. Mutzak echad mida achas ketzef echad luchulana. Each one of them, each one of these ten, were exactly the same. In a minute, we're going to read about the the um, the kiorot, the um, the uh, the the wash basins that were placed on top of each one of these stands. Now, let me talk a little bit about these images. Uh, there aren't many places where we have images of even animals um, in in the Torah, and generally we shy away from such images because images make one think of 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 the commonplace uh, polytheistic worship of various animals as images of gods and so on. Obviously, that wasn't the point here, but uh, but the the point of the oxen here carrying the 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 yam the 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 giant reservoir and the lions conveying the strength and power uh we have lions on the side of the throne of solomon as a sign of of guarding or or the strength of the of the of the one that they represent or the uh, ofanim the car and the chariot upon which god so to speak rides these are images that commentaries point out are very similar to the images described by Ezekiel in his famous vision of the chariot of God. Now, well, some say that, that, that Shlomo was referencing this vision. He was referencing this vision by having these, these images here in the Beit HaMikdash in the temple. So just like those images were in that, were in the, so to speak, in the uh, presence of God, so therefore he placed them here. I wanted to suggest something the, the exact, almost the other way around. These images were placed in here for reasons which we can only surmise. I can imagine that the oxen are meant to lead one to to think about the the, uh, the what what is ca what are these oxen carrying, right? Um, and 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 what do these lions represent? They're supposed to bring one's heart closer to God, right? Not that they, they don't obviously not a representation. When Ezekiel saw his visions, he knew, of course, that that these visions. Ezekiel, having been a Kohen, a priest himself, he knew that these images were in the Beit Hamikdash in the temple, and therefore, when he had a vision in which he saw a representation of God, in which he saw that holy representation. He naturally saw in that vision these images because this is what he saw in the Beit Hamikdash, which was where he and his family that preceded him for generations worshipped God. So it actually goes the other way around. Shlomo put these images here for whatever reason that he did, and you can you could think about that for for a while. And I, and I made a few suggestions, but that's something that you, as as a person studying on your own, should think about. But the reason why Ezekiel saw those in his vision was not because there's actually any such things there with God. I mean, that, that's ridiculous to even imagine. The point being, and, and, um, and this very closely dovetails with how Maimonides explains this in the Moranivuchim, in the Guide for the Perplexed, the visions that Ezekiel saw and in any prophecies are the way he interprets the intellectual knowledge that he is getting through that prophecy. He sees that those visions are not visions of anything actual or real. Those visions are the way his brain, his mind sees them. And the way a prophet like Ezekiel would see images of God when he is receiving a message of God and the wisdom and intelligence 
would be with those images because that is how he perceived them because that is what he saw in the temple. I just wanted to make that suggestion. We're going to go on. I'm going to move through the next verses pretty quickly. This is describing the kiorot, <coughs> which were the um, the basins from which they washed their hands. Vayasasar kiorot nechoshet. He made out of bronze ten kiorot. Arboimbat. <coughs> Each one carried. Uh, 40 bat, remember that was a measure of water. Yochil hakiyar achad would fill each one. Arbabo amah each one was four amot. Hai presumably kiyar achad al mochona achat lesser mochonas. Each one kiyar on each one of the stands, which we very elaborately described before. And five were on the side of the house, on the right side. And five on the left side. Bet hayam and the yam, the the, which was the uh, reservoir which had water stored in it for use in all of these he put that one on the right side of the house which was at the southeast corner of the bayat of the temple so now who was in charge of all of this made at all of the wash basins and all of the the uh, little shovels and the sprinkling bowls. Chiram completed all this work. Asher saw that he had done Lamelach for on behalf of Shlomo Solomon Beit Adonai in the house of God. Amudim Shnayim. There was these two columns. Takotorot Al Amudim Shnayim and the capitals. Uh, that were on top of these pillars were also two of them. Yeah, and the two pieces of 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 mesh working that were on those capitals, that covered over those capitals, which were placed on top of the pillars. Betarimonim and the the designs on the capitals, which were similar to pomegranates or abameot, were four hundred of them total for the two a mesh coverings, two rows for each one, uh, that covered over those capitals, which were on the capitals. Again, uh, like I said, I'm reading through this quickly, and the ten stands, and the ten wash basins on top of the ten stands, and the, the one giant... Um, um, a reservoir and the 12 cattle that were holding up the reservoir and the buckets and the shovels and the sprinkling bowls and all of the various vessels these vessels they were all made of shiny bronze the um the uh, king had them cast in molds in the uh, Jordan uh, plains, or Jordan Valley, in the plains of Jordan, which were, uh, um, I'm, I'm sorry, they were in, in clay molds made out of dirt, and the place that he did them was on the plains of Jordan between the area of Sukkot and the area of Tzartan. And Shlomo left all of the vessels because there were so many of them. There were so many, he didn't even have a weight for how much bronze he used in the Beit HaMikdash. Um, and Shlomo made all of the 
uh, furnishings that were in the house of God, the the mizbeach of the golden mizbeach uh, incense, and the shulchan, uh, which was the table of the showbread, was also made out of gold. And the Minorot, the, which we had in the tabernacle, there was only one menorah, just like there was only one kiar. The menorot, the lights were chamesh miyamin, there were ten of them total, five on the right side, chamesh and five on the left side. And they were placed, lifneha devir, in front of the Holy of Holies, Zahav Sagur. They were made of solid gold, perach, vihanerot, vihamelkachayim, Zahav. And the, the petals, which were designs on the menorah, and the Cups where the the lamps where the flames burn and the melkachayim which were tongs that were used to take uh, in and out the wicks and so on, those were all made of so- solid gold. Viasipot, viamazamrot, viamizrakot, viakapot, viamachdot, zahav sagur. These are the uh, basins and snuffers and sprinkling bowls and ladles and fire pans, all made of solid gold. Viapotot, lidaltot, habayit, apanim, lidaltot, habayit, lidaltot, habayit, lechal zahav, and the hinge sockets for the doors of the, of the, of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, and for the doors of the Heichal, the, the, the Great Hall prior to the Holy of Holies, and so on. So, this is uh, everything that Shlomo had done. This, uh, this is the final verse. And this is the end of the description of the building. I'm sorry, I know that a lot of these verses weren't the most exciting, but they do convey an impression of the grandeur of this building, which is the point of all of this detail. And all of the work that King Solomon had done to build the house of God was complete. And here we have an interesting note. Remember, we had said that King David had set aside a lot of material for the building of the temple, which he, God told him not to build and to leave for his son to do. So Solomon took all of this material, and one would have thought that he would have used it to build, but he didn't. What he did was he took his father's things, at the kesef, the silver, v'yatazov, and the gold, v'yatakelem, and the vessels, notzanbi otzrot beit adonai. He put them in the temple um, uh, treasury, the temple uh, storage house. Why didn't Shlomo use his father's things? There's all sorts of suggestions as to why. One suggestion is because um, Shlomo knew that one day this build, this building may last. People might say, well, why didn't it last? Because David had conquered these things as booty in war. People would say, oh, he stole them. That's why it was destroyed. They weren't worthy of being used. Others say that, um, that Shlomo was critical of his father because um, during the famine, uh, he should have sold all these goods in order to help feed people, and instead of doing that, he stored it for the house of God. Is somewhat critical of David. Um, all of these are interesting reasons and interesting suggestions that are said in the tradition. Um, exactly why is unclear, but it is clear that Shlomo had everything he possibly could need and then some to build this building without his father's things, and he put his father's things aside. Something to really think about to try to understand what the reason was why he didn't use all of the items that David had set aside and why they ended up just in the storeroom. Nonetheless, this completes the building of the temple. The next, we are going to talk about the dedication of the temple and the prayer when we are going to learn a lot about the purpose of this building, what Solomon had in mind, and so on. 
So stay tuned for chapter 8, which is going to be very interesting. Thank you for studying chapter 7 together. Looking forward to continuing to study this uh, wonderful book together of Kings. Have a wonderful day.